0: What is up? Hello and welcome in to another edition of Downey and Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast right here on SB Nation. It has been a while since we last spoke. A ton to get into today, so we'll waste no time. My name is Trey Downey. You can follow me on Twitter, if Twitter's still around by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> at TD Experience. You can follow Bucks Nation on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. And as always, check out BucksNation.com for the latest and greatest on your Buccaneers. And even if Lynn and I aren't tweeting out the podcast link, the podcast goes up on BucksNation.com. So that's where you can find it as well. You can follow Lynn on Twitter at lmart 810 He's the Martez half of this dynamic duo. He is Lynn Martez. What's up, man?
1: Why wouldn't we be tweeting out the, the link? I'm because. saying if,
0: if if Twitter if Twitter crashes, like some are still predicting. Oh, I thought you I thought you abandoned me, like yay and the former president. I mean Elon, they're they're back on now, so yeah, I mean it's good, man. I mean let's I you, mean you, I mean you, want you said the trim. You set the trend. You, you were gone first. Before no, it... <laughs> I said I'm not
1: paying for a check mark. No, no you, no you got
0: suspended. Mark. That's the whole origin that's a of the free Yeah, that's a long
1: time. I mean, that, that's a whole. That's a long time. And by the way, I didn't do anything to get suspended. I like kind of like the way folks get suspended these days. Just so, just so we're clear about that.
0: Yes, yeah. stalk anybody. I didn't make any <laughs> comments
1: in regards to anyone's religion
0: or race. Let's just blame the loudspeakers at Bucks training camp because that's, music that's really like, what it was. I, I'll tell everyone, <laughs> Bucks
1: Nation, shout out Bucks Nation, we are the nation of domination. I'll tell everyone, it was a matter of music playing in the background of one of my videos, multiple videos, and music rights, you know, that's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of stuff that goes on. Mind you, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't get Suspended these days. <laughs> see, 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 that Elon
0: Musk is one of the things he might be like, go, Len, go. <laughs> All right. I said there was no time to waste because, Len, sin- since the last time we spoke, the Bucks improved to 500 and had one of their most complete performances of the entire season in Germany. The Philadelphia Eagles are no longer undefeated. The Minnesota Vikings beat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo but then got shellacked by the Dallas Cowboys. All of that is intertwined because I asked you, after the Bucks beat the Rams, if you were any more confident in the Bucks' chances in the race for the NFC. We're here almost two weeks later now. Inconsistency at the, with the top two teams. The Bucs have a consistent performance. Based on what's gone on, since the last time we spoke. We'll dig into the game against the Seahawks a little bit more, but are you more confident in the Bucks' chances to, you know, fulfill the goals that they set for themselves at the beginning of the season? No.
1: No. <laughs> no.
0: I mean, look, they, they won
1: they won two straight games, mm-hmm. but, I mean, Seattle was playing like Russell Wilson was playing quarterback for him as opposed to Geno Smith of 2022. Yeah, but not only that, I mean, like I said, they won two straight games. Let's not talk about the Rams, because the Rams are, you know, they're, they're they're a dumpster fire of a team. Good, good, good move, move making all those trades with, with all those picks. And granted, I understand they won a Super Bowl, but now you 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 reap the the bankruptcy, <laughs> not the benefits, the bankruptcy of making all those trades to win that Super Bowl. But moving forward, I'm not looking at the rest of the conference. I'm looking at the team that's here in Tampa Bay. And if you are asking me, if anyone's asking me in regards to the the possibility of making a Super Bowl run, because that's what this team got back together again to do. Mm-hmm. I don't feel any better after those two wins against those two teams. I mean, granted not even that, after
0: the Seattle game and the no, way they it played been.
1: better against Seattle. Yeah, they played better against Seattle. And there were things that they did better in that game. And granted, when we talked last, you know, you you bring up the fact that, oh, they beat the Rams. And I'm like, dude, they play. I mean, uh, they had the lead one time in that game. And they, you know, took seven seconds left in the game before they finally, you know, took that lead. So... Let's not even look – I don't even want to look at that Rams game anymore. I don't even want – I mean, I understand oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm moving on from that. You've got to win football games against bad teams, which they weren't doing. And that's why I was as high on that Rams win as I was, and especially because of the way that it ended, thinking that momentum can be gathered from, you know, a last-second game-winning drive. But I didn't love the way that they let Seattle back in the game at the end and things looked a little bit iffy. But there are a lot of things to – to like from the majority of that game
1: i said there were things that they did better than they've done all
0: all season long i mean they rushed for 161 yards so is it just that they need to do this more consistent against real teams seattle was the seattle was the division leader (sighs) they were so who who are the real the, teams? They're and six it. and the six and four, dude. They want the now, yes, yeah, okay. They were six and three, and they six. They lead the division at six and four, and the Bucks lead the division at five and five. So the 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 next two weeks, the Bucks play teams that likely aren't going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. When you and talking yeah. about the Browns and when they, and they, win, and the they win
1: those two games and and they've won four straight games, I'm going
0: to tell you the same thing I'm telling you today. Because they're, so, they're not beating so, anybody. So December 11th, when they go to San Fran to play the 49ers, is that when we're finally going to learn something about the Bucs?
1: Yeah, you'll be playing – you'll finally be playing a quality team with a quality defense and a, and a team that runs the football as, a, as well as they do. Let's not, let's not forget what this team did against teams that ran the football. I mean, granted, I was more – I was more a little bit, I'd say, leery of having to face Kenneth Walker – Based off of the season that he was having going into that game, um, was I impressed with how they held him down? Absolutely, sure. But Seattle gave them help in that game. The way they turned the Gino turned the football over and and scoring scoring possession a potential score to score. And I'll say it again, Rashad White. By the way, I don't know that I don't know that I promised to eat crow. Well, man,
0: if, if I did, woo, crow for Thanksgiving, barbecued and everything. So I, I was just basically saying, I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to Rashad and, and pose a question. But you were talking about the defense and how they held down Kenneth Walker. I think before we get any further on this podcast, a couple of weeks ago, we were heavy on the criticism for Devin White. We praised him for that game, that bounce back game he had against the Rams. What he did against the Seahawks, getting on a plane very shortly after learning his father passed away, Devin White, and we were talking about, you know, issues with maturity and things like that. What he did going into that Seattle game, and I'll go ahead and say honoring his father with the way that he played in that football game, we were questioning, you know, him as a leader and other guys needing to step up. How I'm looking at Devin White right now just give that man all the praise like from how he was playing a couple weeks ago to what he's been like the past two bucks games and what he's gone through that guy stepped up exponentially and deserves all the praise that bucks fans are going to throw at him
1: first thing is i don't know that i question his maturity because plenty of players in various sports different sports all kinds of sports have had those moments that he had a couple of weeks ago inside that Bucks locker room where he's
0: told the media, like I said, two words. I'm good. And Maybe we came... were questioning we were questioning whether he was a front runner or not. As oh no doubt. Man. No that 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 I'll
1: that I'll sign up for. I I stated that. Mm-hmm. But again, he came out the next day after he did state that with the media and he spoke to the media and cleaned up, done. So you know. Even before the Seattle game, for me it was a dead issue. point and part, I'm sorry to say it that way, but it, it it wasn't an issue any longer. But as you mentioned, you know, dealing with the passing of, of his dad, and then playing as well as he did, two sacks, another another multiple sack game in his career, six one in his career. He had a bunch of quarterback hurries. I mean, he was team high in tackles with nine. So. I mean, he played his butt off. And as you mentioned, you know, whether it be the forefront or the back of his mind, honoring, you know, that and, and and that that's huge. I mean, it has been this league is is known for those type of performances when guys are at that situation that he was at. I mean, say what you want about the guy that wore number four in Green Bay, but one of the biggest Monday night football games. In regards to that, was number four Green Bay going up against the then Oakland Raiders and having a performance that he had, losing his dad. So this league is made up of you don't get to be those type of guys. You don't get to be Devin White, okay, and not and not to have what it takes inside to have those type of performances, even when even when you're you're, you're dealing with something like that and. Kudos to him, you know. Right, you know. Condolences, but kudos to him for performing the way he did.
0: Rashad White, the number one running back on this football team, moving forward. No, why not?
1: Because you're talking about a guy that that has the experience of winning the Super Bowl, and he's he's and he's a guy. I mean, will I tell you that there won't be a, a a situation where you go with the hot hand? No, because I've always said that, even with. Even with Ronald Jones and, and Leonard Fournette here. I've always thought in terms of what the head coach then said. We could have asked him, and we did. When I was covering the box on a regular basis for a certain radio station. Do you in the house? But sat there and, or stood there and asked. Him. Then Bruce, head coach Bruce Arians and asked him in regards to, you know, running back situations. How are you going to bounce a lot? Hot hand. So moving forward, would I expect them to potentially go
0: with the hot hand? Yeah. But when you talk about being the number one, no, I don't, I don't, it doesn't. Do you think Rashad starts Sunday in Cleveland? No. No? Okay. No. Were you surprised that he started in, in Germany? And how much of that do you think was the passport issues that Fournette had?
1: I think part of it was that. I think, I, I think Leonard might be banged up too. Okay. Um, but it doesn't matter because you know whether whether Fournette's banged up or not. The bottom line is when the guy that replaces you has the performance that he has, and with Sean White, who's proving to you, not you, but is pro- proving to everyone that's watched him, and certain
0: people,
1: and certainly me, when it comes to a certain guy on this podcast, yours truly. Who questioned whether or not he could run between the tackles in this league? And my man's running straight up the middle, dude. But he can't do it without without the the, the offensive line performance performance and, and the way they performed it in Seattle, uh, <laughs> minus a trick play that just had let's no, talk no about it. let's talk
0: let's talk about the the black eye on 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 the game because I mentioned I I mentioned I didn't like how the Bucks let Seattle back in the game towards the end of the game. And that was a big factor in it. The trick play, Tom Brady split out wide, Leonard Fournette throws him a pass, it is intercepted, and man, we asked Byron Leftwich to get creative, we didn't mean yeah, that you creative. You happy now? And that was, that was a, like, we've questioned a lot of Byron Leftwich's play calling. Like, I, I, I don't understand how you could think that that was a smart play call. I mean, look back at the Super Bowl against the Eagles. The last time a team attempted to throw Tom Brady the football. Nah, but
1: see, happens. see, everybody, I, uh, there's a lot of blame to go around on that play. Okay? There's a lot of blame to go around. You can question the play call. You start there. Absolutely. But don't forget, that was the second time they ran that formation. Yeah. The first time? no pass, Tom's by himself out wide, okay? They did it again. And I tweeted it out. (laughs) You know, Elmar 810 to further notice. (laughs) But anyway, I tweeted it out the first time. I was like, all right. It took 20, you know, 20 plus years ago he was in the Super Bowl and he did it in the Super Bowl. It took 20 plus years of regular season for him to Line up wide, and B and, and eligible were wide receiver. He was wide open. What did they do? Run it again. This time Fournette throws it. The reason why I say there's plenty of blame to go around is certainly the play call, but also <laughs> the execution of the play. Because A, Fournette does not have to throw that football. And B, bro, if you're going to throw it, throw it. So your guy's the only guy who can catch it. And the next thing is Tom can TB12 all he wants. And he can, he can do all that functional training that he does. You know what he's not? A damn wide receiver. Don't throw the ball to
0: that dude, man. He's not I think a wide field, receiver. I think the field deserves, like if we're talking about everything that deserves. I ain't play. trying to hear that, man. No, but he I'm got, just saying. He, this got is, tri- he got tripped by the grass, bro. Hey, a lot of people did a lot of people did in that game. I, I think the play call was absolute was absolutely horrible. But if the NFL is gonna continue to go back to Germany on a regular basis, that field needs to be improved because I, I, that was almost unplayable conditions. I ain't trying to hear that. The dude was moving like his, his shoelaces were tied together. Do you have an issue with how much they joked about it on social media after? Because that was a play that almost turned the tide of what looked like a sure win
1: okay you can joke about it when you win yeah you can joke about it when you win had they lost that football game that would have been they would have been the joke they would have been a joke big time the butt the butt of a lot of
0: jokes if they would have lost that football game any other performances or anything that really stuck out to you in, in that seattle game
1: Uh, well, we got a we got a JJ sighting, man.
0: Julio Jones, man. I mean, yeah, (laughs) the first sighting since that game against the Cowboys. That that was the guy that we were like, wow, is this the Julio we're gonna get? I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things, you know. Maybe not from an individual standpoint, but
1: you know, when you go ten for fifteen on third down, that's 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 you. You talk about seventy five percent, you know what I mean? The high seventies when it comes to third down that I mean, that's winning football that's the formula you know what I mean I mean you, you talked about letting Seattle back in the football game but I mean they led 14 nothing at halftime that was part of the, the way that this team was winning football games not to mention the fact they had 26 first downs I mean all those things that's winning football dude with the exception of the, that turnover and Fournette having an interception they did the things that you would have again, you had the recipe of winning football games. 161 yards rushing, right? That's twice double and more than what they were averaging. Right. What was it 76 or something like Less that? Less than What's that. Some, yeah. Less than that. And I mean I mentioned earlier Geno Smith, they finally got a turnover. Right? They finally they I mean, it wasn't exactly the, you know, the the, the most, you know. The hardest one. It wasn't, it didn't take a whole lot of effort. You know, Gino put the ball on the ground, but they finally got a turnover. See, <laughs> that's why that's why when you ask me in regards to, oh, you know, what do you think about oh, dude? There's a lot of things that still have to go right for this team to win to, to win football games. I mentioned all the things that they did, that recipe, all right, for winning football games. Offensively, third down. The number of first outs, running the football, all that's great. Taking care of the football, all that's great. Protecting the quarterback, all that is
0: great. Do it again and again and again. I'll say this, based on what's happened the past couple – there's not a team in the NFC right now that I would – if the playoffs started tomorrow and the Bucs were to line up against any of the teams that are – contenders in the nfc right now that i would be like nah there's no way the bucks are winning that game that's that's kind of my feeling after that seattle game and how the other teams have looked maybe i wouldn't have said that the problem with that is laid the egg they did against dallas but the problem with that is or minnesota i mean not buffalo the problem with that is it's not because of the bucks it's
1: because of the conference. It's because of the other teams. You're not. There's no. There's no. There's no big gloating. There's no pat on the back, Barry Horowitz. Because because you're saying what you're saying. Because oh well, you know they can win. They could beat any team in the NFC. Yeah. Because you just watched the the team that was undefeated last in the NFL football get smoked a couple of Monday nights ago. And then that almost
0: being, and then almost have back to back losses as well
1: that being the Philadelphia Eagles all right who by the way signed who this week number 93 yep all right and now we can sue now granted he may not pay the biggest div- dividends this past weekend when they played Houston but at some point in some time I expect him to make a difference on that defense but that's besides the point my initial point is when you talk about the fact that I mean they can line up, Bucks can line up and beat any team in the NFC. Yeah, because dude, I told you weeks ago, <laughs> PU when it comes to the majority of teams. And, and that was even with the Eagles still being undefeated. And now you watch the Eagles and the commanders give you the recipe to beat them on a Monday night at home in Philly. Man, it's gonna take a whole it's gonna take a whole lot from someone in the NFC to be like okay yeah this team's legit think about the, think about the teams think about the teams that before Sunday was supposed to be for real you already mentioned the eagles right minnesota
0: yep right they beat what i thought might have been the best team in the league in buffalo On the road, yeah in buffalo riding the
1: plane back C- cousins with the chains hanging off his neck Bouncing in the, on the plane ride home, all that stuff. Okay, okay, and you come home and put up that stinker. And granted, it happens because teams are feeling themselves a little bit, and you may not get, you may not get the true picture of teams. The Minnesota Vikings aren't as bad as they played against the Dallas Cowboys, and the Eagles aren't as bad as they played against the Commanders. But what those teams gave you. Was a recipe of beating those teams that are supposed to be the best in the NFC, and I'll tell you another thing. And I hate saying this. I won't say hate because I'm
0: not. I don't like using the H word. He doesn't have a lot of hate in his heart. I don't. I'm a lover, man. It's a it's a week to be thankful. Exactly that, that too,
1: man. It's the holiday season, man. I, I mean, the only H I care about is the holidays. <laughs> but again. I'll say this. I won't like saying this, but I will say this. I'm not telling you they're going to the Super Bowl. But folks, better worry about the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Man, Yuck. they're in, they're inconsistent. Yuck. They're inconsistent too. No. All I- listen, I all, all I'm telling you
1: next week when we do this, is there a possibility and I'm talking about not not five percent, not twenty percent, closer to forty percent. That I could be sitting here thinking, what happened on Thursday, Thursday because was, with the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, there's a possibility of that. All right, based off the the team that they're they're going to be playing on Sunday, that's number one. I mean, on Thursday, number one, number two, it's a rivalry game, in a division game, and number three. It's the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving who don't play very well on Thanksgiving. So is there a possibility that what I'm saying in regards to watch out for the Cowboys could come back and be like, didn't you just say watch out for the Cowboys? Did you watch them on Thanksgiving? Yeah, there's a possibility of that happening. But I'll still say this. Moving forward, December and January, dude, they won. I'll say it over and over again. and And Mike McCarthy... Get out of your way, dude. Do not put the ball in Dak's hands to win football games. You got two stud running backs, at least one of them half. Zeke's never Zeke's never a hundred percent, but he doesn't have to be because you don't need him but 15 carries a game. You got another guy back there who is a matchup problem when it comes to coming out of the backfield catching the football and Tony Pollard. Hope sleep on that dude, man. That guy is legit. He may not be Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield catching the football,
0: but he's quite daggone good. I hate that it took this, but because of his fantasy performance this past weekend, he's going to... No, no, he's not on my fantasy team, but I'm saying like it takes a... In some of these players, when they have a huge fantasy performance like that, they start to get more love. Because you have these people who everybody plays fantasy football, right? And then they're looking around at their league and they see, oh, this guy. I thought Zeke was the guy in Dallas, but Tony Pollard had that kind of performance. That's a catalyst sometimes to these guys getting more love. That's all I'm saying.
1: Nobody um, about no fantasy man. Watch the game and see what, and see how he performs on the
0: football field.
1: I can't e- about no. Everybody's
0: not as in, not as intelligent of a football no, fan. I mean, you, as don't you, don't ha- you don't have to be. You don't. You don't have to be.
1: Shoot. Cats play Madden. They know what's yeah. going on. They play Madden. They know what they know. What Cover Two is. They play Madden. They they know what a wheel route is. They play Madden. Come on, man.
0: Don't sleep. Don't sleep on the public, man. Is it worth? Are Bruce Arians' comments on Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady worth digging into at all? Is there anything there? He did. You brought it up. Go ahead. Yeah. Your Knock yourself out. It's. I mean, I. I think that. Bruce's relationship with Tom was what it was. I'm sure it had its rocky moments, but more than anything, I think it's Bruce going out in the public and sticking up for his guy and Byron Leftwich more more than anything else. I think a lot of people were focusing on, wow, Bruce and Tom's relationship was as bad as everyone says it says it was. I think I think their relationship was contentious at times, but I think the comments were more going towards defending Byron Leftwich, and Bruce wasn't wrong. Tom wasn't playing well, but Byron's game plan was not great either. So I think that it, it, more than anything, it was Bruce going out in the public to defend Byron. I think that was his intentions more than it ending up as more of an insight to his relationship with Tom than what we expected. Either way, he's the thing. When Bruce walked away from the head coaching
1: job, he didn't know all of a sudden to develop a filter. <laughs> he never had a filter. I mean, it wasn't well, oh, I got a filter now. He got less of a one now because what are the ramifications? Oh, you're mad at me because what I said, because I because I said what I felt. I, I said what I thought. That do you think that, that you you're think, playing bad? You do you do you think that Bruce, there's a Bruce scenario? Would, Bruce was just, Bruce would talk about Tom's play when he was his head coach. Why would you think he wouldn't talk about it now? I'm and just he, saying, like, is there a scenario? About it?
0: Is there he a scenario or... where this backfires on Byron? Is this is there a scenario where where Tom goes to Byron and is like, "What's your guy doing? Why is he going out there doing that?" No, been in the okay. too long.
1: He's to, been in the league too long to worry about a coach's comment. At that, at that being a former coach's comments but not only that but in, inside the avid health training center okay when bruce supposedly red all the things they agreed to run on between byron and tom that's a bigger deal in his public comments that's a bigger deal because that in itself says <laughs> okay y'all came up with this offense you said you're gonna do this do this nah <laughs> i'm telling you we're gonna do this that's a bigger deal than him coming out and saying, hey, you're not playing well. You ain't, you're not playing well, and and they're calling the right place. No, dude. Like I said, the relationship, wherever it was, didn't get any worse because he said Tom wasn't playing well. And if And look, as much as I call him that dude, if that dude thinks he's been playing well this season, Come on, man. He's the first dude that should be telling you, I'm not playing well this year. I may be fourth in the league in passing yards, but I'm not playing
0: well this year. And you know what? Five and five says that he's not. What do the Bucs need to worry about on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns? Getting out of their own day, own way.
1: Getting hit with dog bones. Pick one (laughs) of the two. I think it's a and, se- and Nick and Nick Chubb,
0: but I but I said it last week about Kenneth Walker. I mean, I mean it's not just Chubb there. They got Hunt. They've got Njoku, who's getting healthy. Yeah, People Jones. Blah 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 blah. You know what else they got?
1: A defense that's given up thirty plus points in four of the last six games. They've lost six of the last seven games. Stefanski is walking the plank, and and Brissett is is ready to give the playbook to some guy who. Shouldn't be
0: playing this year, you know who. But this is a game that the Bucks have to win. I mean, this is one. The this is you know we were looking at that stretch before the Rams as the Bucks need to win games against bad football teams and they need to prove that they can have some consistency. This is this is one you got to go. You got to go to Cleveland and you got to have if you're going to change the mind of one uh, Len Martez. Even though I know that's not the Bucks' main focus. But if they're going to continue to show, maybe they can hang with the Eagles, the Vikings, the Cowboys. This Niners. game ain't going to do it. This game's not going to do it. But if you, but you have to win. You can't have. Oh, no. can have a bad game yeah. or lose to oh, this yeah. football it's team. A whole that's what I'm saying. Oh
1: no, it makes it a lot. It makes it a lot easier for me to 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 come here next week and be like, really, we're going to play like we played against Carolina. We're going to play like we played against Pittsburgh. And that's the thing. Like. Looking on a schedule back in August or September, you know, that's a win. That's a loss. That's a win. That's a loss. I go down the list, man. Like I said, I've I've said it multiple times. After the first four games, I would think maybe two and two, three and one. Okay, but I go down the list of games, and I'm, like, picking the wins. And I predicted 12 and five this year. They already lost five games.
0: Yeah, they have to win out for that to happen.
1: That ain't happening, okay? That's number one. Number two is there are no gimme's, okay? You want to say, well, they can line up against any team in the NFC and beat them. You know what they could also do? Lose to any team in the NFC. Because they've already done it, okay? They've already done it, okay? (laughs)
0: P.J. Walker. Sam Darnold. The ratings are going back All to All I'm telling you is PJ Walker. Hopefully, the Bucks will give you something to be thankful about on Thanksgiving weekend. A decent amount of good games. I think you got one of the most talented teams in the NFL. The Bills playing on Thanksgiving against the Lions team, who who have shown they can upset teams. You got Giants and Cowboys, a traditional rivalry, and then the Vikings who. One of the better teams in the NFC and a Patriots team who's turning things around. And then on Sunday, a Bengals and Titans game, which I think is interesting. If you're the Bucs, you're going to be watching uh, Falcons and commanders as well. Can the Falcons keep pace in terms of this division race, some very interesting things on a football filled weekend. And before we wrap it up, I want to say I'm thankful for all of the listeners out there who tune in and listen to this podcast and I'm thankful for you, Len Martez, for my co-host, too. Always like chopping it up and talking Bucks football with you on a weekly basis. You need to be thankful for me because nobody else will put up with you. <laughs> oh, I already regret saying that. No, you don't. It's
1: the truth. You, like I said, I'm, I'm letting you know, man. The only, other, may- the only other person that will put up with you like I put up with you is you know who? Chelsea Donnie.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say Preston because she don't she don't put up with the oh, same crap. No, that. I mean
1: she she just don't know any better. Don't worry, It'll be, don't worry. When she gets about seven or eight years old, she'll realize it. Uncle Lenny was right.
0: All right. Bucks fans, Bucks Nation, well thank we're thankful for you. I hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving. You can follow me on Twitter at TDEXPERIENCE. You can follow Lynn on Twitter at elmar 810 Bucks Nation is on Twitter at Bucks underscore nation. You can check them out, BucksNation.com, on a daily basis as well. Until next week, this has been Downey and Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast.